everybody. Welcome to the Talking Disney podcast. And today we are looking at two Disney classic canon films. And we're going to explain a little bit more about what that is. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. And Stanford is here. Hey, how's it going? Yes. So you're surviving the quarantine? I am. I'm still, still practicing my social distancing, you know, with <laughs> Great discipline. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. It's, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, I got a Walmart run today. So that was, I didn't go. I got it delivered. So, oh, good call. Yeah, so I did go to get the mail. So that was exciting. <laughs> yes, I know. Exactly. I went and got my mail yesterday and I was like, wow, this is a big day. <laughs> Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> and so we hope uh, that all of you listening that you are also being safe and yes. you are well and yes, uh, and that everything hopefully is kind of hopefully we're making progress with this and slowing the curve and and all doing our part and uh you know it'll be interesting. Do you know if they did they officially delay Raya? today no why is still Raya still, still on. on the it's still on the schedule and okay. so is soul yeah that's surprising so i mean maybe they're just hoping but well you know we'll see i i wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> everything gets bumped like yeah. soul takes the place of raya and you know raya but if, moves if but who the, knows if the theater's open back in because is it the beginning of june or the end of june it's june 19th June 19th. So if the theaters open back in June, which would be best case scenario at this point, uh, and can you imagine a better movie to kind of start things off well, with? And that was my thought. Soul about like, thinking about your life and life mm-hmm. choices and the meaning of death. And yeah, and <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the perfect movie for what yeah. people are going through right now. And it would just be so, I think it'd be very cathartic. Cathartic. <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, I, would, I would love i would love to see it stay i you know nobody needs to see do you feel like not that this, this is slightly off topic but do you feel like people are going to come back to the theater or do you think it's going to take some you know for something I, like a pixar movie do you think i personally think it's going to probably take uh, people some time to feel mm-hmm. comfortable with it yeah but i mean and i and i understand that However, you wonder if, 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 yeah, if the theaters can do stuff that make people comfortable, you know, as far as their cleanliness and maybe mm-hmm. some, some continued social some distancing in a way. Something. Yeah, something. But then also I think a really great movie yeah. would is going to hopefully pull people in. Yeah. What's what I said? I wish if I was, if I was Disney, I, the very first weekend that the theaters are open, I would have the original Star Wars playing. Because I just can't think of anything better than sitting there watching Star Wars for the first movie back and everybody cheering. And because there's no better movie, in my opinion, for a crowd experience than, mm-hmm. than the original Star Wars, the first yeah. movie. I just think that would be the best. <laughs> you know, Rachel, that is the best idea. And I hope that they're kind of considering that because, I mean, that would be a shot in the arm for everybody. You know, that would be clearly it would be a shot in the arm for the movie theaters, right? To, to, yeah. You know, they have studio support in that way. And just, yeah, and just for people, you know, it yeah. just, it just, it just, it would said, frankly yeah. be really good for Star Wars. <laughs> oh, it would be great for Star Wars. It really would. And people remember why they love it, you know? Yeah. 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 The and best kinda... experience I've ever had at a theater was going to the re release of the original Star Wars uh in um what was it like 97 97 when they released the yeah. special edition uh, yeah. Yeah, on the big screen yeah that was the best it just everybody was so into it what seeing the force awakens for the first time was was pretty close actually that was a really mm-hmm. fun experience but um just everybody cheering yeah. and dressed up and that whole thing was, Those were was so much fun yeah it was yeah. the best and I just think that would be just the message of it all is so positive too. And mm-hmm. about family and, and uh, gathering together and defeating the evil. And I, yeah. I think it would be awesome. But anyway, <laughs> I, that is the coolest idea. Let's hope they do something like that, you know? And if you're yeah. listening to us, anybody at Lucasfilm, 
That's right. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I know that you are. So here we go. <laughs> because but, n- nothing sounds less appealing than me. I mean, I know this is not going to happen, but like the option is Trolls, Trolls World Tour. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, no, I'm not going. I'm going to watch it at home. Like, you know, they, they have available. Yeah. Or I'm not going to watch it at all. <laughs> right. And you don't you know want, I mean? really want to see like some indie sad yeah some you know, sad kind of, like, moody it's not, the, thing. it's not the moment to see moonlight let's just put it no. whatever or um not. uh what's it moonlight um not moonlight um manchester by the sea that's the manchester that would be the by worst the sea. oh you know just this <laughs> it's so a good movie sad. oh it's a but, fantastic movie it's so sad it's so sad <laughs> not for that moment but, yeah. uh, but anyway, so if you were listening last, t- the last time for our Atlantis episode, you, when we did the random number generator, <laughs> you will remember that both Stanford and I were not thrilled with the results. <laughs> yeah, the collective groan of. <laughs> yes, I'm getting assigned, getting assigned Brother Bear, and yeah. it's not a movie I enjoy, and I find it Ditto. intensely frustrating because I think that almost every choice is wrong. Oh, I'll be like, oh, that could have been cool, but then they did this, and then they did that, and then they did that, and that ruined it, and that ruined it, and so it's so frustrating. And so, uh, I, I, I kept thinking like, I felt like every single point I was gonna make, I would say, well, Tarzan did did it this way, and that was better. <laughs> so I'm like, I felt like we'd almost be reviewing Tarzan by yeah. reviewing Brother Bear. So why not just review them both? in the same episode uh, and then we could watch both have kind of a palate cleanser yay <laughs> yes bear. And so yeah it's it's going to be a little different maybe than some of our other episodes but what we're going to do is we're we're going to talk about some different categories with both movies and then maybe we'll get a little bit more into some nitty-gritty on both um both movies but uh let's start out just with this whole idea of the deep canvas uh, that was, I think that the, the, the creators of Tarzan, I think that they won an Oscar for an, a technical achievement Oscar for the, the, the creation of the deep canvas technology. Well, it just wows me every time I see it still. Yeah. And Tarzan was the first film that I saw in a, you know, in a movie theater that he was using a digital projector. Mm-hmm. You know, it was not using just the traditional film stock. Oh, interesting. And I mean, I couldn't believe my eyes, you know, mm-hmm. just how incredibly clear it was, which I think something that we kind of take for granted now, you know, but, uh, oh, it was just Marvel. And, 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 and then the deep canvas on top of it, you know, it's just, there's so much detail. And it's just, I thought it was just a good call, particularly in that natural environment. Too. They did mm-hmm. how they did it. I, I love it. What what do you think about it? Oh, I love it in Tarzan. Uh, and why don't you explain? Maybe people don't understand what the deep canvas is. Well, you know, Tarzan was was released in 1999, and and so you know, in the 90s, you know, to, so Toy Story was the very first computer animated feature film, right? I mean, you know, that the was start to finish used with you know, created by computers, and so it was a time period of a lot of innovation and development and, you know, just work with, with, with computers. And so at, at Disney feature animation, they created this, what they would call deep canvas, but it's this, the way I understand it is uh, basically a computer program or just, or or a, a suite of software working together that enabled them to give an incredible amount of depth into into their backgrounds yeah and so th- there's there's a level of of course of realism but i like how i like how they did it in tarzan how it's still it still looks like art and i like so that's why i like the term deep canvas because it's almost like you're looking at a painting but it like goes on forever <laughs> you know as as you're as you're looking at it and 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 it just allowed them to do a lot of really cool tricks with the quote-unquote camera you know that how that as, as they capture each of the, each of these uh you know moments in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the film and and i just it's really 
I, it's, it's really cool because again, it looks 2D. I mean, because clearly they're, I mean, it's, it's like this cool hybrid, I think, between 2D animation and 3D animation. You still get that 2D aesthetic, but they're using computers to, to really make yeah. it happen. Yeah. And you would see this in a number of upcoming uh, of the follow up animated films. You see it a little bit in Atlantis. Yeah. Uh, you see it a lot in Treasure Planet. And, uh, and then you'll see it in Brother Bear. The thing about it that works well in Tarzan is that Tarzan, he's moving and flowing so much that, I mean, especially obviously in the second and third acts, that mm-hmm. it, it, it helps you get sort of immersed having that 3D background. But the problem with uh, Brother Bear is that it's a more sedentary film. Mm-hmm. And so having these really obviously 2D characters in front of this this deep CGI backgrounds, it looks weird. It looks off-putting to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, and so something that... Because I, I think the backgrounds themselves are pretty, but the characters look so terrible that it, it's hard to enjoy them uh, when you have this, this Yogi Bear-looking bear... <laughs> In front yeah. of this this beautiful deep, you know, Denali National Park inspired background. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you agree? That's kind of why it works in Tarzan. It's because that oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's 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 one of the key parts. At least that's the part that I enjoy the most. Because really, as Tarzan is skating through the trees, um, I think because of the deep canvas, that's just it just makes it work. Yeah, and and also just and all not only does it make it work, it's kind of jaw dropping. Because it's it's so it's so beautiful and, and impressive to look at, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think with the exception of Tantor and Turks, that most of the characters in Tarzan look on the realistic side yeah. of two D animation, and so I think that it's it's better. I mean, the beginning of Brother Bear, I think it looks much better with the human characters with this background. I probably wouldn't have complained too much if it had stayed as humans on many levels, but just on the animation level, uh, I wouldn't have complained too much, but the, uh, the, the bears are so cartoony looking that, mm-hmm. I don't know, you expect bo- like Bongo to show up or something. That's <laughs> true. It, it yeah. looks so, especially that scene with all the bears. It yeah. looks terrible. I mean, they're all, yeah, they all look so different. I think that's one thing I like about Tarzan's choices in that, I mean, you can distinguish particularly between Kala, you know, the mom and, mm-hmm. and Kerchak, that they're, that, that, you know, that they're different in who, who they are. But yeah, there's still, a, I think, a real element of, of consistency yeah. and realism that you just don't get in Brother Bear. Right. So let's talk about the characters. So, in uh, in Tarzan, you you start out with this pretty brutal scene of the you know starts out with his parents and him and his baby, and that's a pretty scary scene I think uh, with the, the cheetah. And oh yeah, I mean that's a very and, dramatic opening. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, and then and then uh, um, Sabor. Yeah, is it a saber or the tiger or whatever? Yeah, whatever he is. Cheetah. I think. Yeah, I think you're right because he's spotted, huh? He. Uh, um, it's mean. either a leopard or a cheetah. I forget. And he's brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, they get slaughtered, and you see blood. And I mean, it's pretty. Yeah. For for Disney, it's pretty intense. Yeah. I think. And. Well, and then and then poor. I really like the dual stories how that's set up. You know, mm-hmm. uh, with. Tarzan's parents getting killed, and then also with uh, Kala's, you know, the Kala, the gorilla, her, um, mm-hmm. her baby getting killed by the right. by the same tiger. Yeah, and then or, you have or, or whatever saber is. We got to find out right. what, what he is. <laughs> and and then you have a call of rescuing Tarzan, and that whole and she's literally fighting uh, the cheetah, and uh, that's all pretty intense and. I mean, it's just, it's a pretty intense opening. Saber is a leopard. Oh, is a leopard? Okay. Leopard. Leopard. The leopard. Uh, it, it's a, it really is just a pretty intense opening. And Absolutely. I mean, I'm trying to think of a, 
what could be a more intense opening for a Disney animated film. Uh, I know there are some that are pretty, pretty intense, but and it's certainly up there for would sure. Would be up there. And, you know, and it's again an interesting juxtaposition because it's a combination of, of like exciting and interesting and scary and sad because, and then all with Phil Collins singing, but, mm-hmm. but I, I think that the whole thing actually, the way it's composed, it works. Like I, I, you know, and I felt that again, watching it, you know, rewatching it for, for this, that uh, every, all, all elements work together to, to make that work. It, but it is, it, is it, it immediately sets the tone. Like we're in for an adventure movie, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, uh, and I think that they deliver on that, you yeah. know, that, that, that even though it is a bit jarring, it's still, it kind of keeps the tone because also, I mean, it's the jungle and, and, and I like, and I appreciate that they didn't like sugarcoat the jungle, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that, that it's, uh, it's brutal. And also, I mean, the man is brutal too. Is, 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 is sure we'll talk I mean, about I guess that. if you were going to talk about brutal beginnings, you'd have to include Hunchback Notre Dame. Yeah. And yeah. Kill. That one is that that's, that's hard. Pretty, it's pretty intense. Yeah. I actually think the, I don't know. I was going to say like Lulu and Stitch is actually pretty intense. Uh, you know, with just one thing after another happening to their family. Um, uh-huh. But I don't know. I think that, yeah, Hunchback is probably on about the same level as this. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I can't think of any other ones. But anyway, yeah, I agree with you. And in contrast, uh, you, I, I think that Tarzan, you have very few characters uh that you're really trying to get to know because in this opening it's, it's more about the what's happening it's more about the plotting than the characters yeah but you obviously get to know Ka- Ka- kayla kyla uh right away and that you mm-hmm. love her and she's wonderful and then uh and then you also because uh, you don't see one thing i didn't realize until watching it this time you actually don't see jane and the and the crew for quite a while yeah they don't show up until way into act two Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I I hadn't remembered that that was the case until there's a lot you learn from watching a film when you're taking notes. There's a lot of yeah. things that you notice that you wouldn't have noticed before. Amen. Yeah. For me. And so anyway, so you don't even get to know those characters until way later. And uh, you, it's mainly about uh, K- Kayla and her, you know, raising this this child and and you know little bits of Tarzan. But you don't even see him as a full full man until quite a bit into the film and i guess kerchick too as you see as you get to know too in this in this beginning but you immediately have characters that you care about or a character at least that you care about and the the problem with brother bear is that all of the characters are so insufferable i mean you do you immediately are at least i am immediately turned off by kenai he's so selfish he's so ridiculous him pouting about getting this love totem totem and i think that yes he's he's obviously supposed to be a teenager who's immature and but he's just so insufferable he never does anything that makes you like him the whole movie really but even in this human section he's just the worst yeah there's nothing that's appealing about him Mm -hmm. at all and and i and i you know i guess it's probably maybe that's what the filmmakers were going for right was just like Mm -hmm. He's got to learn a lot because he's going to go through a lot. But still, there's yeah, there's not anything that almost like you kind of don't even root for him, yeah. you know, because no. it's just like why, why should I like him? And then, uh, and then they, you know, they set it up the, with that it's going to be three brothers, and I mean, it is still kind of the three brothers story, but I don't know, it just <laughs> yeah. It well, I mean, because because de, de, deny 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 uh, den, deny yeah well, the, the the he is insufferable too until yeah, all exactly. of a sudden comes this this rage filled uh, character and so you never see him as somebody that you're rooting for because he's either annoying and teasing and or he's uh or he's this this one note rage filled character yeah that who's just who's out for revenge yeah and and, <laughs> and they never really set that up i mean i don't know if that's was a cultural thing that they were trying to show that like that's what you do you know when 
when an animal kills one of your loved ones, then you go kill that. But I yeah. thought it was confusing <laughs> too because so he's so shamed by the fact that he killed this bear. But don't they would they just eat it? Like you know it I'm sure they eat bear. Yeah. Or you use it for stuff, you know. I, I Yeah. Uh, I mean that's yeah. like I, even Sarah Palin kills hunts bears. <laughs> like in Alaska. <laughs> I, so, so it's a good it's a good point and sure that actual inuit people i'm sure they eat bear i'm a hundred i would be i i feel like a confident assurance well so then they've got to use the skin because they're all wearing fur you know yeah and in in all the different parts of the bear so i don't really understand why that was such a big deal why did anybody care yeah i mean yes he did it out of out of a wrong feeling in his heart but in the end he's still providing sustenance for for like growing men mm-hmm. eat a lot teenagers yeah um, and you know you should feel a lot worse about the death of Sika because you think about it even though we hardly meet tarzan's parents at all i felt more sad about that than than i do for Sitka, because I don't ever anything that we'd gotten to know about him was kind of unpleasant. He's yeah. the best of the three, but you know they're all kind of teasing each other about the fact that he got a love totem. And I mean, I do appreciate that they. I think that they tried to stay more sort of faithful to the Inuit culture. I mean, what do I know about the Inuit culture? But it seems like they tried to stay more reverent of the Inuit culture than, than Pocahontas did. And mm-hmm. I feel like uh, there are some nice moments of showing the, the spirits and some of the other stuff like that. But it's just, oh, the characters are so awful. I hate yeah. the characters. Yeah, I do, I do too, Rachel. Cause, um, and I, my hope, and I, I'm, I hope that they were respectful of, you know, yeah. of this uh, group, you know, of, the, yeah. of the group because the, um, that part was okay. I mean, you know, the, 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 you know, the wise woman, I mean, the shaman or whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure what, what, right. what, you know, what, what her title would be, but um, you know, I mean, all that stuff was interesting and how they were in the, in the cave and then the family groups and stuff. But yeah, these brothers, it's like, I don't like, I didn't like any of any of the three. No. And I know that some of that, is, I mean, I have two older brothers and I mean, I kind of understand the dynamic, but, but they just aren't, you just don't, you just don't get introduced to these brothers. All you really know is that they're brothers and that Joaquin Phoenix slash Kenai is just whiny beyond belief. Yeah. You know, and, but, and then Denahi, as you said, he just is on this rage filled, um, revenge quest yeah. for the majority of the film and it's just like yeah. why do we like him and why do we like kenai because we don't mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway it's like yeah i mean at one point i was just like well just kill him please and put us out of our misery and yeah. i don't want me to be rude but yeah. it's just like oh also i think another problem with it is that joaquin phoenix is too it is the wrong voice casting for yeah. for this character i think you needed somebody with a younger voice with a more i don't know sympathetic voice uh, i don't know she's just miscast in my opinion yeah well and, you know and they cast db sweeney as Sitka, who's i think a really good actor and i think his voice is pretty good and then they kill him off right. and he doesn't talk anymore. yeah <laughs> until like the end <laughs> that's right like, yeah db sweeney from cutting edge yes this is like yeah. love the world. You know, <laughs> you, you take your best actor, you know, for the role, and yeah. he <laughs> doesn't have enough to do. Yeah, and so yeah, and and like you, like I said, the whole conflict just doesn't really make sense to me. No, they just can eat the bear. What's the problem? Um, and then <laughs> where the conflict between Tarzan between Kurtzchek and Tarzan makes total sense. Yeah, of course he's going to be concerned about having this creature that's not from their their tribe mm-hmm. in their tribe and uh, it, so that makes it makes sense also i don't have a problem really with the character design in the as the humans like that's they're fine but like i did mention 
I I just I hate the character design of the bears. I think they look terrible. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. I think that like Brave or um or even Fox and the Hound, like it looks way better as bears. Yeah. I agree. And and it also is interesting too because the 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 mama bear, you know, that Kenai kills, mm-hmm. uh, her face almost looks like I mean, just kind of like this bear in the wild, not without all these, all this other kind of anthropomorphized uh, features, you know, that happened, you know, late, later, which I thought was weird too. Mm-hmm. But they didn't make her look more like the other bear. Like, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So and weird. so let's talk about comic relief because once you see, you see this whole scene in Tarzan with uh, him growing up and kind of irritating Krejcik and yeah, that and son of man scene mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and so basically turk and uh and tantor are the comic relief of the movie for the most part and a lot of people kind of aren't a big fan of trash in the camp which we see later once the mm-hmm. humans come uh then we see that sign i think it's okay i like it fine i don't know i think it's cute i think it's cute i think it's cute you know yeah. um it's it's a catchy little number and it's it's kind of a, you know, a pleasant break in the action. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm okay with it. I think that the, I think that the beauty and the beast gag is funny. Yeah. That's a good that one. And, and uh, you know, the whole thing, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite, but, but I, I, I mm-hmm. you know, it's not like I was wanting to fast forward it. Right. <laughs> when it was happening. <laughs> yeah. And so in, in brother bear, they have a lot of comic relief that they try. And some of it is only there for like one scene. It's so weird. Like, why did they feel a need to have the billy goats there just saying shut up a lot? Like, I wouldn't really want my little kids to be, that's a big joke saying shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like, I don't think that's funny first. And I don't think I really want my kids saying shut up all the time. Mm -hmm. And then the moose like they're supposed to, they're the voices of the uh, strange brew actors. Yes. And, and yeah. And Dave Thomas. Mm-hmm. And I've seen strange brew. So I get the jokes, but I feel like it's, that's an awful big reach. Like it feels so random. Yeah. I was just like, who's a funny and Canadian duo that we can pick, you know, I mean, there's something that would work and I don't think it works no. in, in this film at all yeah they say in fact it's annoying it is annoying and they say i spy and they i don't know it's just not funny and it's not like them being part of a famous franchise doesn't in it in and of itself make it funny and it's kind of like when you're watching shark tale which is another terrible film uh, the fact that they have all these godfather jokes that only adults are going to understand yeah isn't funny yeah that's not funny and it's the same way here and so i I don't know it's just it's just annoying i would way rather watch trash in the camp all day every day oh watch yeah anytime anytime they showed up (laughs) and again i i think that the strange group guys are funny you know but not but not in this film i also it seemed to me that that one scene where they're um they're on like the woolly mammoths yeah and, and, and the two of them I mean, it's kind of clever in that they're both draped over. Uh-huh. They really are kind of rendered helpless, you know, just yeah, given the... Yeah, they can't but get off. It's kind of funny, but then also it just seems to go on yeah. about 20 minutes, even though I'm sure it's not... I know it's not that, but it felt like it. And I, it's like, I did, are they still yeah. in this scene making the stupid yeah. jokes? Well, and then the whole scene with all of the bears, which I hate. Um, <laughs> it, the whole thing <laughs> is just full of like... I guess kind of ethnic stereotypes in the form of bears and none of the jokes work. I didn't laugh a single time. No, they're not funny. They're not funny at all. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Oh, here's a bear with an accent. Ha ha. Like, right. what? I do think that in the, in the world of Tarzan, I do think that that middle, the sort of the middle section before they arrive does last a little too long. I agree. I think they could tighten that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that that drags. Yeah. Now you you went to the to the Tarzan concert at D twenty three. Did they say anything kind of behind the scenes about about the film or some of the the choices that they made? Well, you know, yeah, they that was really that was really fun because that was they I, it sounded like this was a really compatible 
group of filmmakers, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you could tell that in, in the result of the film, you know, that it just because mostly they were just reminiscing about how much fun, <laughs> just how much they, how much they enjoyed it. They talked a lot about the process too of working with Phil Collins. I think they did a lot of video conferencing with him. I believe he, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm going to have to. I think that this session is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I think either either D23 put it out there or, or a fan has filmed it and put it out on YouTube. And if you're a Tarzan fan, it's definitely worth it's definitely worth watching because they had both directors, Chris Buck and, and Kevin Lima. They had the uh, producer. I think it's Bonnie Arnold uh, is her name if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, it's Bonnie Arnold. And um, anyway, uh, so that, that was fun. Nothing, nothing really specifically stands out. Other than I just remember, wow, that how fun that they had such happy memories of a mm-hmm. time working together rather than just like, Oh my gosh, this was the most yeah. painful <laughs> movie. <laughs> you know? This was such a struggle to get, to, to get it, to get it made. But again, I think, again, I think, I think it shows in the, in the final, film you know mm-hmm. that um, that it was really and, and you know clearly uh, just a good collaboration did they say anything about how they decided on the whole skateboarding through the trees well idea? you know yeah because um glenn keen who it was the was the principal animator on 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 the character tarzan and you know we, we adore glenn keen right i mean all of oh yeah work all hail yeah seriously <laughs> that he's done for you know disney and then you know all this other stuff he's doing now but his son was, I think, either a preteen or an early teenager who loved watching Tony Hawk skateboarding videos. And, you know, Tony Hawk, as you may recall, I mean, he was real, like in the 90s, I think was kind of his apex, but just he was, he was a very famous American skateboarder. Yeah. And he's had all these, you know, different videos and things I think you could buy of him. And his kid loved him. And that was the biggest inspiration, as I recall, for Glenn Keane. And so, like, so Tarzan going through the trees, he's really, he's like skateboarding through the trees, although it's just on his bare feet, you know. But uh, it's still, you, you can really tell that, that's, that that was a main reference for him. And I thought that was a really great design choice because it's a combination, again, of swinging through the vines, but also how, he, how he's able to navigate through the, through the branches. And again, they take full advantage of that deep canvas yeah you exactly know. i think it looks so cool oh i love it i i i'm surprised they've never done a a tarzan ride yeah i know like that would be so, so fun um you know they converted the swiss family robinson treehouse into tarzan's treehouse in disneyland, disneyland park and that's fun because i feel like they they really i mean i guess it's a combination i think that disney purists don't like it because they want it to be swiss family robinson like mm-hmm. it was originally it still is in Disney World, right? Yeah, it still is in Disney World and the Magic Kingdom of Disney World. But I thought what they did to it, at least if if they, they at least did it well, I thought mm-hmm. they 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 did they everything is is to model. You know, it looks it looks good, and it, it's a fun it's still a fun experience. In fact, even at the base camp, at the bottom of the tree, they have a, they have a Mrs. Potts, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of a fun little, you know. Do you <laughs> think? Egg. Yeah. Do you think that Jane is too much of a damsel in distress in the movie? You know, um, yes and no. I mean, part of it. I'll be. I'm really. I'll be really interested to get your take on it. I, I've never really. I think because Minnie Driver gives such a good performance, vocal performance. Mm-hmm. I just find her so appealing. And also, though, I think that they were keeping, in a way, trying to make Jane independent, but also keeping within the framework of the story. You know I mean, just, mm-hmm. uh, just also, uh, Tarzan isn't necessarily a genre, but I mean, it's a it's a series of books and movies, and it's just kind of how this relationship goes. You know, yeah. in it, I feel like they were trying to be true to that, yet make her also be you know her own woman to be independent but what's your how do you how do you yeah. see it you know it's interesting that you said that about sticking with the spirit of the genre because i i actually use that that to defend the choices made about clayton because i just think that clayton is such a a kind of iconic villain for this type of story absolutely this type of movie yeah and so it makes sense to me that he's 
he's that kind of guy. And I think with Jane, I think that most of the stuff with her being a damsel in distress, like any trope, it can be executed well. Mm-hmm. Any trope can be, a trope is not a dirty word uh, yeah. or, you know, character archetype. I think that it makes sense. She's never been on this island before. Right. She has no idea what any of these things can do. Yeah, she's never and, had this kind of this kind of interaction directly with animals. Mm-hmm. Like she, I mean, she's she's very familiar, of course, with them, just because she, you know, from a book, but right from studying. But that's not the same. And and so I think that she shows her ability to learn and adapt like pretty quickly mm-hmm. and uh, and i don't think she's too shrieky like if you compare it to uh, i don't know like temple of doom kate capshaw uh, that's admittedly who i was thinking of, was <laughs> <Yeah. Kate> Capsha, <laughs> where you're just like i can't hear any more screaming you know? yeah stop yeah. Uh, and so i i i don't think that she is is too much of a damsel in distress uh for me i i think it makes sense for her character so I'm fine with that. Uh, but <laughs> let's talk about uh, Coda in Brother Bear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hold it up. So, <laughs> so Kenai as a bear oh. meets <laughs> meets Coda. This little, little Coda. Little little cub, bear cub. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, man. It's so cringeworthy. I, you've never met a more annoying character a more irritating character. And yes, he's supposed to be irritating, but boy, a little of that goes a long way. Yeah, it goes a, oh. it goes a long way. It's, yeah, Coda's a hard character because again, here he is, this little kid who, you know, he's lost his mom, although he doesn't know it. You know, really, that I mean, he's separated. He's kind of in his mind, right? Yeah. But wow. I mean, and and there's, yeah, just those scenes when, when Kenai gets, gets in that trap yeah oh yeah that's a rough scene oh it's just like and i and i I promise you i didn't fast forward it but i was so tempted to just like (laughs) i just don't know how to get through this because (laughs) they were both it just need it just doesn't you know again just one of those examples of where how this script and story just doesn't well i mean the whole thing it just just didn't work and uh you just don't buy for a second that these two are friends no they are yeah that they're somehow an unlikely friendship. You don't buy it for a minute and no. you don't buy that, that Kenai is going to put up with this boy at all that he's going to like it. And it makes her the ending completely unbelievable. Yeah. Like you don't buy it for a minute. Yeah. It's true. It's, 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 it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, one of the most irritating characters in all of Disney canon. I, I agree. I was trying to, I was trying to think it, you know, through again with this rewatch that, I mean, the only reason it seems to me that, that, that Kenai is hanging, hanging out with Cohen. I, well, yeah, I mean, there's actually, there's no real reason. Cause it's just like, why is he, why is he even put, why are they even putting up with each other? I mean, yeah. I guess, my, I guess my point was the only reason I think little Coda is hanging out with Kenai because he's vulnerable. I mean, he's little, you know, and he like, and like, this is the most adjacent adult to him, a quote unquote adult, you know, yeah. a bigger bear uh, at the time. But that's still like the only reason, you know? Like, yeah. Like when I try to think of most of the other annoying characters in Disney canon are usually just brief comic relief characters that aren't that funny or that, that aren't the best. And, but you only see them for a little bit and then they're gone. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, it, I, the only example I can think to compare is that I fa- I do f- sometimes feel I don't love Vanellope and Wreck It Ralph, uh-huh. but that bond is so much more believable. Yeah, that bond, bond is believable. And like, she's a little annoying to me, but compared to Coda, it's not even close. But yeah. it's a similar dynamic. You've got this like big, kind of big male character with this smaller i mean i think coda is male but smaller annoying character but like their bond just feels way more believable and partly partly also because he because she knows candy crush and she she immediately shows that she's smarter than he is at least in this world and yeah it's just it's it's obviously a million times better but uh you just you just don't buy it at all Mm-hmm. And so it's a problem. 
all right well let's talk about the music because that's obviously a similarity yeah and, well, and that's really i think what kind of drove this decision to us yeah. in a lot of ways yeah. is that they both have these phil collins sound written soundtracks that are used almost like as as narration the characters right. don't break out in the song really except now coda breaks out in the song once doesn't he in that that i'm on my way song or whatever yeah that, he again, does that's true yeah uh well so in uh in tarzan I guess in, I, and, and the camp and the uh the, you know the scat songs mm-hmm. that we were just talking about but they're not really i mean they're not necessarily singing but i guess I'd, they kind of are yeah i'd put tarzan kind of similar to lion king because in this regard because the lion king really only has i think two songs that are actually sung by the people by mm-hmm. the animals uh you have i just want to be king and you have be prepared the rest of the songs are all background songs yeah if i'm not mistaken anything and it works because of the type of music it is it's pop music it's uh it works for the, the story yeah. and uh the i think that for the most part uh, the the music in tarzan works there are a couple things i don't like about it the thing i i don't like the most about it is i feel like sometimes i wish that the characters were doing the storytelling and not the music because like for instance particularly in strangers like me like strangers like me i think strangers like us whatever that song strangers like me yeah strangers like me because i would love to know what they're saying to each other and what i would love them to be telling the story and them to be singing and really their entire romance is all done in this one song and it's similar to in beauty and the beast with something there you know there's there's something mm-hmm. almost and and it works because it's them saying it and uh, yeah when we touched she didn't wrinkle at my paw you know yeah. and so you get to know the characters as opposed to this montage going on where phil collins is telling you what happened i so i think that that's a flaw in the film and i do think if i could say one thing about the broadway musical which isn't the best but i do like the fact that obviously in a broadway musical it's the characters who are the characters are singing yeah and and so it's their song it's not a background song i don't know i really yeah no i really i really appreciate your viewpoint on it uh because i i think i view it just a touch differently but i hear what you're saying Mm -hmm. because that i think is the real challenge with with having this a narrator quotes quote-unquote narrator sing the song rather than the characters um I just think that those Phil Collins songs are so likable in Tarzan mm-hmm. that I kind of, I let it, I let it kind of be a buy. Um, and I think that that montage is really well done. Like particularly, well, the, I, I love the opening sequence that uh, um, two worlds, one family song. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I love yeah, that. That's really good. I love the son of man sequence. Mm-hmm. As Tarzan, I mean, because you know, basically the music to it, they're montages, right? They're all, yeah. They're all montages to kind of speed up the storytelling. Um, or, I mean, you know, it's just to just be, I guess, efficient with it or whatever they're doing. Yeah. But, but yeah, none of them, I mean, they're, and I guess it would be different if their characters were seeing, although I guess they could still kind of do it as a montage. But, you know, since Phil Collins is a drummer too, I think, I really think that the percussion plays such a great role. Mm-hmm. So I get, I get a little, um, I guess, taken, overtaken by the, my enjoyment of the music that I give it a bit of a buy. Yeah. Um, but my I, feelings are different in Brother Bear. <laughs> yeah. I especially love You'll Be in My Heart. I mean, it won the Oscar. Oh, but it is, it is so one of my good. favorite lullabies, I think, ever yeah. written. I love it. It's well, and I love in that one because Glenn Close is singing. You know, Call is singing mm-hmm. initially. Right. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It, I, I love it. Yeah. I agree, I agree with you. It's such a sweet lullaby. There's not that many good lullabies like new and just like, come stop your crying. It'll be all right. It's such a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song and the animation is so beautiful. I love that butterfly on little baby Tarzan's face. Oh yeah. And and, uh, I mean, I just love that starry night that where they are. And I just, I mean, I love everything about Mm -hmm. it too. So the music in brother bear, it's another thing that like, I, I like the opening song. I think it's fine. 
Like, I think it's a good, decent song, but why on earth would you have Tina Turner sing it? What? <laughs> that was my line, too. Rachel's like, <laughs> what is Tina Turner doing in this movie? I mean, it's just so random, and it just doesn't work. I mean, I, I mean seriously, I really like Tina Turner a lot. Yeah. I've seen her in concert. I mean, I just, I mean, oh, wow. I'm a fan. I think she's fantastic. Yeah. I just, the, it just seems so out of place and, and it just didn't, it didn't work at all for me. Cause no. again, and it also is just like, are they trying to be like Lion King or I mean, it's like Lion King or is this trying to be like Pocahontas? What are they doing? You know, it just, it seemed this combination of derivative and just, but weird, you know? I mean, I always think of Tina Turner as being more of a like R and B yeah. singer from I think of like Detroit. I think of uh that kind of a yeah. feel. I don't think about Inuit no. tribal it, music. Like exactly what? It just it just it seemed like a really it just I think it was a bad choice. Yeah, because at least in, in Pocahontas they have Judy Kuhn who's incredible and Native American yeah. and they have, I mean, Leah Salong and Mulan is, is, I don't know what her nationality is, but it sounds, I think she's uh, from the Philippines. Oh, Philippines. Okay. But it sounds believable. I feel like. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I don't know, just all of this choices are just make way more sense in this world. And it just sticks out like a sore thumb and it really ruins the song. And that's, what's so frustrating about this movie is there's so many things where I want to praise it and I, I want know. to say, I like it, but then I'm like, <laughs> I can't because they made some <laughs> terrible choice. And, and cause I do think it's a pretty nice sequence, that opening number. And, uh, but ugh, what on earth? I cannot understand that choice at all. Yeah. I don't either. I don't get it. And I appreciate what they're, what they're trying to, uh, do with the storytelling in the in the scene i guess but uh, the whole time i mean sometimes it would go instrumental you know and then, then other times like then tina turner would come back it's yeah. like oh dear what's happening yeah well and at least uh, i don't know it 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 was all sort of consistent in most of those other movies like it was a consistent voice sound it was consistent because because you actually don't get phil collins in this movie for quite a bit yeah yeah and he's he plays a very limited role Mm-hmm. Much, much different than, than what he did for Tarzan. Right. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And his big song is just the worst. I hate it so much. So they get up to this point where, where there is, uh, they've had this conversation about Coda's, you know, looking for his mother and uh, Kenai realizes that he, that his mother killed his mother. He's the one who killed his mother. Yeah, he killed He killed his mother. Yeah. And so, Instead of getting a scene where the two of them talk after they've been talking, 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 the one scene where you actually want them to talk, you want them to grow as, as, as uh, characters, they have this Collins shows terrible up. song, this so grown-worthy song where, yeah, Phil Collins tells literally word for word kind of what is happening as if we are idiots. And <laughs> it is so irritating. He's like... The oh gosh, I wish I had the lyrics, but um, you know, literally saying that you know, how could I let you down? And this is such sad news. And oh, oh, it's the worst. I hate it so much. Yeah, that is painful. It's not good. And then you're very much after this point, you're supposed to buy that these characters are now. Uh, even though they've kind of separated, but they've somehow bonded to the point where when you have the ending and Kenai gets to decide what he's going to do, if he's going to remain a bear or if he's going to become a man because uh, he doesn't want to leave Coda, which just feels ridiculous. Right? <laughs> it does not. Yeah, it doesn't work. Because you, you, again, you're not buying that these two really need each other. I mean, clearly, little Coda needs somebody to look out for him and protect him. But, you know, there's a lot of bears there at the water, watering hole or whatever that place is called. 
that could that could have you know that seemed to love little coda and could help him but anyway because because denai is going to kill kenai but coda kind of saves him and that's supposedly going to make him decide to stay a bear which is i mean why why would he do that because he'd be leaving his brother and he could still be with coda like yeah have this bear friend whatever like who cares they couldn't talk english to each other like they do and you know when when he's in bear form but still like whatever yeah Um, they could still be together and i do think and i typically don't use buzzwords like this but i do think that there's kind of an element of toxic masculinity in brother bear everything that's feminine at all or cute or from the from the comic relief all the way through is all treated as stupid. Is all well, it is, and you know they are they're making fun of you know when Kenai gets his his spirit animal, you know, is the love bear, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're just making fun of him, and then almost like it's girly. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if they necessarily come out and say that, but I, they imply it. At least that's yeah. how I interpreted it. And because even and, later on, the big joke between the moose is that the one can't say that he loves the other as as brothers yeah and and so that's like a weird joke and then the the billy goats telling everybody to shut up and i don't know i think it's a weird there's a weird definition of masculinity well and then you know clearly all three of those brothers and again as i said i've got two older brothers and this the the dynamic there's some realism to the dynamic and then also but but then because they don't really focus on anything like, like we addressed earlier there's nothing likable likable about any of them I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Sitka, Sitka made a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, and, and that was noble of him. Although he didn't, other than that, he didn't give us any reason. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, and and Sitka, I think, kind of helped. I guess got instant wisdom. Well, because it wasn't his spirit animal wisdom. I mean, yeah. he was like, oh, yeah. So he knew that you know, I guess what his brother needed, at least what Kenai needed. But yeah, Denai, all again, just with his rage. I, I I feel I it's the same thing. I'm sorry, long answer, long you know, long response. But just the toxic masculinity is also I think really exhibited in in in, in Denai's rage throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. too. Because yeah. right. that's the only thing that drives him. I mean, I think you know he, he I guess he kind of loves his brother enough to try to revenge his you know or avenge his death. But mm-hmm. like, come on, yeah. Because you know? even the the scene with the bears is all kind of a bro fest. There's you see a still Harris, but that's about it there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and in contrast, like we said earlier, the conflict in Tarzan makes a lot of sense because basically Clayton tricks Tarzan to show them the gorillas. They're going to be leaving, and uh, you also see that Tarzan is upset with Kala for not telling him earlier that there were people like him mm-hmm. and he, she shows him his parents and you see him get into the uh clothes yeah he wears his, father's, his clothes. father's clothes yeah yeah and, and he's gonna plenty on coming back to uh he's gonna go to london and uh, clayton tricks him uh into showing his fan where his family is and in order to do it for jane and that, of course, makes Kerchak very upset. I don't know, just conflict that makes sense. All of the characters, their motivations make sense. And, uh, you know, I loved when, when he comes out and he says to Kali, he says, you will always be my mother. Yeah. And that's yeah. Really nice. It's, you know, the emotion in that, sequ- in that scene, you know, where we were just talking about the, the Kala takes Tarzan back to the, you know, where, where she found him. Um, that is just more beautiful and authentic than all of Brother Bear. <laughs> it is. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> like, doesn't even, doesn't even come close. No. Yeah. Because, yeah, that, that, that's really, I think it's so, it's so well done. It's such, it's really an emotional scene in yeah. the animation. It's so good, you know, because you can really tell both Kala and Tarzan are, I mean, this is hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, uh, and Kerchik's motivations make sense. Uh, it's not just one note exactly, revenge. Exactly. Exactly. And he's his trying to protect, you yeah. know, protect the yeah, yeah. And and uh, he is very angry at Tarzan. And Tarzan, he 
he was tricked into thinking what he was doing was right and trying to help Jane. And so he's torn, you know, back, forth, back, forth. And so you feel for him as well. And then they end up on the boat and realize that Clayton has tricked them again. And uh, so Tarzan goes to try to save his family. And uh, the one thing about Clayton in the movie is that his death is pretty, pretty grisly. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And again, they, they, they kind of keep it with the, with the kind of that violence of the jungle thing, because yeah. I think that, you know, when Tar like when Tarzan kills, uh, Sabor, mm -hmm. the, the leopard, I mean, he kills him and then he's holding up, he holds up his dead body. <laughs> so, like, and, and, point. uh, Although, I mean, Tarzan, even though he was just trying to protect himself, and he's like, no, 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 and when he can tell that what's going to happen with, to, to Clayton, but still, yeah. Mm -hmm. that, although, it is, it's, so it is grisly and it's scary, but again, I also think it's really done with some artistry. Like, I really like how, you know, you see just how that whole, that whole shot is set up with, this, with his machete dropping, and then you just see with the yeah. lightning, you know, that he's hanging, you know, you, I mean, you know, we all know it was going to happen to him. Yeah. But, he but, owns uh, himself, so. Anyway, it's, but I thought beautiful, but, but beautifully done, even though yeah. it's gruesome. Right. I agree. Yeah. And so then you have the death of Kerchak and Tarzan realizes that he needs to become the leader. And uh, so Jane is going to have to go to London by herself and, there's just a real emotion there. You feel for all the characters. And yeah. so then Jane decides to stay with the encouragement of her dad. Then I kind of love how her dad's like, what am I doing? I'm going to stay. love that. <laughs> and, and then at least like almost like my favorite 30 seconds of the movie where they do the reprise with the Phil Collins song, but then how everybody's surfing through the trees. Mm -hmm. You know, just like yeah. that last like 45 seconds. Honestly, Rachel, I could just watch that over and over and over again. I just yeah. think it's so fun and so well made, you know, mm -hmm. so, so well, so well done. Yes. The only, this is a, a total nitpick, but I kind of wish they had had one shot of the captain marrying them. Just, oh, gotcha. I would just rather, I mean, I feel like I can just pretend that they got married. Yeah, that they got married. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would like them to just show that just for a second. Cause yeah, I think, I don't know. Just, I'm a, I'm old fashioned, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I came to be married. Uh, but it's really good. I love the film. I think it's, it's a, it's a really good one. And I just find brother bear to be in a, it's a chore. It's really yeah. hard to watch. I, I would rather watch something like the Black Cauldron, which is messy and ambitious. And I don't know. I, I feel like, especially when you learn the backstory that basically Michael Eisner wanted to sell bears at Disneyland, you know, like he, it was pretty merchandise motivated. And I'm not saying the animators didn't try and didn't work hard. Uh, of course they did. But just for my personal preferences, I just don't care for almost any choice. The brother bear makes i just can, yeah don't care for it it's not can for me I can i tell you that, that maybe it's like the 60 seconds of this movie that of brother bear that i like mm -hmm. i like when it's near the you know the end of the film and it's where they're up on the mountain or the mountain touches the sky or whatever you know yeah, right. and like in the northern lights or the aurora or wherever you know whatever they're in. and so sitka is there his presence is there and, and they and kenai has turned back into a human for a minute Mm -hmm. and and he's able to like make peace and, th and then also that calms down revenge filled brother mm -hmm. he's like he can see what's happening and you know he chills out but then little coda gets a minute with his deceased mom mm -hmm. and they i thought that they handled that tastefully the way it was the way it was drawn mm -hmm. you know he's he's i mean it's 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 brief but i just like okay good at least he gets some peace you know and 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 it's able to say goodbye to his mom and that that made me happy but then then and good feelings gone and then you know, <laughs> the this movie starts up again and tina turner comes back doesn't she come back at the I very remember. i can't remember either but i think it's the same song i i could be wrong but it's bad it was just like oh get you know yeah let's get this over with it's really it's it's rough i i just don't like it i had it at uh, 53 uh, brother bear in my last ranking uh, that I did that was in 2017 so 
it's a uh, you know there's been more movies since then yeah i have it at 50 um i have it at 53 too yeah um it's it's uh in between the fox the hound which i hate and chicken little mm-hmm. uh, but almost like I, I i almost want to put a lower but it's hard because I hate the other ones almost worse. Yeah. So, but it's bad. It's bottom five at least. It's yeah. for sure. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I'm trying to. F- okay, I have Tarzan at 17. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Tarzan. I um, I have Tarzan at 16. There you so, go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have Great Mouse Detective at 18 and Zootopia at 16. So yeah, my- at I have it in between 15 Mulan. 17 Big Hero 6. Oh, very good. Very good. So we did get a lot of comments on both of the, well, especially for Tarzan. <laughs> uh, and so but let me get that up real quick. Cool. Yes. Always great to hear your wonderful followers, <laughs> what they have to, what they have to say. Okay. So for Brother Bear, we have Cameron Ward. He says, it's fairly forgettable. But the beginning and ending are nice, but everything in between is rubbish from what I remember. The animated antic, he says, I have mixed feelings on this film. I think some parts of the story are stronger than others. Denai's path of revenge is great. I don't like most of the characters. Coda and the Moose are annoying, and Phil Collins' songs are hit and miss. The animation is fantastic, though. Uh, Jonathan North, he says, admittedly, it's a bit forgettable and there's probably a few too many story cliches. However, I think the film as a whole is beautiful and I love the music. So while it's far from perfect, I still really enjoy it in spite of itself. And then, uh, let's see, Spectre Trolls Hype says, I love this movie a lot. The voice cast really made the film, uh, this film next to the visuals. And uh, Kevin, the critic says, I don't hate it, but it's not one of Disney's greats. And then Movie Mation, he says, I'm an absolute sucker for stories about friends, siblings, and this is one of my all-time favorites. I admit it isn't perfect, and it does have some issues, but it is one that always makes me feel good. I also love the songs and the visuals, and I think the pacing is good. So there you go. Excellent. Yeah. (laughs) Then for Tarzan. Okay, we have a lot for Tarzan. Okay. Uh, Cameron Ward says a weak villain and not the strongest side characters, but the animation is amazing. And Tarzan and Jane are great duo. Uh, Mega crash the hedgehog. He says a great movie that fixes some of the problems I had with Pocahontas. I love the relationship between Tarzan and Jane. The animation is fantastic. And I love all the songs. My personal favorite being son of man, despite its flaws, it's a worth watch was worth a watch overall eight out of 10 for me. Richard Sathler says, I think I remember the video game, the first one I ever got on PlayStation better than the actual film, but I did enjoy the film. Really love the Phil Collins soundtrack. Uh, Animated Antique says, I think it's great. I really love the innovative animation, memorable characters, and and adaptation of the famous story. I also enjoy the Phil Collins songs as well. Two Worlds, Strangers Like Me, and Trash in the Can are are the standouts. And a critic, film critic, William Bibiani, he says, if it wasn't a musical, it'd be one of Disney's best films. But the soundtrack does, doesn't match the content. Either way, it's still probably some of the best 2D animation ever produced by the studio. Uh, Zach Pope says, it's underrated. I feel not enough people talk about it when it comes to animation speaking of animation. The 2D use of, its inc- of it is incredible and one of the best soundtracks there. Uh, and then Pulp Serial, he says, one of my favorite films of the Disney Renaissance, a pulpy adventure story with a lot of excitement and a bit of romance along with a soundtrack that really shouldn't work, but somehow it does. And I'll read one more. Uh, Danny Z, he says, love it. From the fantastic soundtrack to the remarkably smooth animation that still looks amazing today, this is hands down one of my favorites from the Disney Renaissance. So there are literally... <laughs> I don't even know. This seems like there's 20, 30, 30 comments on here. So we could be here all day. So thank you so much, everybody who responded. I know. Thank <laughs> you. That's so great. I just, yeah. Wonderful <laughs> yeah. to hear 
um, everyone's opinions about, yeah. about these films. It's really yeah. great. It's very, very interesting. And I'm really, I hope people liked this. This kind of creative, tried to do something a little different, but I feel very happy about it. I feel like it turned out well. And uh, so I, I think uh, maybe there might be some other ones that are so similar that we could, we could package them together. I guess we kind of did that with the Latin American films, but yeah. <laughs> they're, they're hardly movies. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. But anyway, let us know what you thought. Did you like that uh, method that we took here? And let us know what you think of these movies in the comment section or on Twitter. We'll always love to hear your thoughts. I almost forgot to do the round. We need to figure out what we're doing next. Oh, we need the random number <laughs> <Yeah>. generator. <laughs> Yay. You feel a little show mercy on us. Number 20, we're going to be doing the Aristocats. Hey, fun. So there we go. So that'll be a fun one. Some 1970s. Yes. <laughs> the first movie after, with I think, no involvement from Walt. Yeah, after Walt. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. So we'll be doing the Aristocats for our next movie. Uh, so that should be fun. So uh, Stanford, where can people find you? Yes, I'm on Twitter, at Stanford Clark. And I also have a movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So make sure to check that out. And you can follow us as a podcast at Disney Talking on Twitter. And we'd love to have your follow there and uh, and your con contribution there. You can also find me at the Hallmarkies Podcast uh, and all over the place. And so make sure to check that out. And we have our merch store, which has some really fun designs, including hashtag animation junkie shirts. Uh, so we'd love for you to check that out and support the podcast. And uh, then we have our patron group, which is so important to us right now and is so needed. For only $2 a month, you can subscribe and help us. And we try to give you some extra content and it's a lot of fun. So please check that out. And uh, thanks so much, you guys. And we'll talk soon. Probably, I think we're going to do one, another one this month. Uh, with quarantine and everything. That's right. <laughs> quarantine. I'm not going anywhere. So this is going to be awesome. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.